0: Hey, this is Doctor Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Doctor Drew. Here we are,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around the fireplace, the radio, <laughs> this tubes is not, are a radio. Getting- not a radio, not a radio the computer.
0: The computer, this is a podcast, Bob. Well, it uh, still has that feel. Uh, welcome to this live podcast. Uh, it's a Playroom Pods production produced by Susan Pinsky. I want to remind people that we did find uh, an excellent sponsor that we can stand behind, the Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. They are a medically managed, high-intensity residential program. They have 30, 60, 90-day programs They're up in Montana. I know. Outside of Bozeman. I've spoken to all their clinicians there, and they are abstinence exclusively. Nice. And I shared with the medical director, a physician there, my frustration with the direction our field has gone. The other voice you're hearing, of course, is Mackenzie Phillips. At Mac Phillips is her Twitter handle, M-A-C-K Phillips. Hello. Uh, I'll, I'll finish my, my diatribe about uh, Rocky Mountain Treat Center first. Uh, partial hospitalization services. Day treatment, they've got all the good stuff. But they're, but mostly I was impressed with their team. They are a excellent. That's what makes a good program. And by the way, if you're up there in Bozeman, you're not thinking about going anywhere else.
1: So. That's what I was going to say. They don't got a lot of competition up
0: there. No, no. no. But they, I was so, so stunned. I, I felt like I was talking to myself when I talked to the medical director. He says he was talking about going to the meetings, the you know, American, ASAM, ASAM, and whatever meetings, and he was like, "Oh, it's so depressing." <laughs> I thought, "Yes, it's awful," and he says, "I feel like I'm a so, so lonely voice, and I can't get heard, and they're going off, marching off in this other direction," and uh, there it is. Now, Mac, uh, bring us up to bring us up. To, oh, by the way, before before I go into Mac's story, I want to please support us by checking out the Amazon banner at doctor.com. dot com. Remember, cost you nothing to click through, but uh, it pays Caleb Nation, who's our webcast, our webmaster, incredible guy. Uh, also, shout out to Valerie on PR for continued support of the show, uh, and uh, not, but not. Last but not least, be sure to listen to Doctor Drew podcast and the Adam and Drew podcast on Corolla Digital. Is that enough there? That is. Thank you. Bob. That's why
1: you're a professional. You're good, Drew. No, no.
0: That's my wife. That's Susan, our producer, yeah. in, with a, with making a, you read with it. a giant wooden spoon. <laughs> she's hanging over my head. <laughs> so. I, I'm normally the least promotional guy. I just can't no, do it. No, but you have,
1: a, you have an ability to be very fluid with that stuff. Oh, well, she wrote it all out. It's all good. You're a good reader. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mac. <laughs> so, Mac, bring
0: us up today. People who do, haven't been uh, sort of uh, with you the way we all have been the mm-hmm. last couple of years, tell people where you've been and what's been going on. Well,
2: you know, what can I say? I've been working. I went back to school, and I became a counselor, and I've been working at Pasadena Recovery Center as a primary counselor for the last three years. It's been awesome. It's been incredible. I'm so grateful to them for inspiring me to follow my passion.
0: And now you're moving on to a program called Breathe. Is I'm
2: moving right? to Breathe Life Healing Center. Tomorrow morning, people, will be oh my, my first God. day uh, at my new job. And I'm absolutely thrilled to that join thing. the team over there. And
0: the first thing I noticed with Mac, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen you really quietly. We've seen a conference and then we have to speak and stuff. Yeah. But how great does she look? Yeah, how healthy does she look? She's health, and she'll oh she come I,
1: at you, <laughs> you the way she used to. Well, well, the, oh, my God. she <laughs> come at you with all kinds of agendas. <laughs>
2: oh, those were the days, huh?
1: Yeah, and what you remember when we took the walk around the at Celebrity Rehab and we went around the block? And yeah. I said, "Don't do this book thing. Don't do it." Yeah. And you were like, "I have to do it." Already <laughs> <done>. she'd, already, <laughs> she'd already done it. That, at that person
2: point. is not around anymore. And you know what? It turned out to be not a bad decision to do the
3: book. I know, but I you got was, crucified, I was, and no, I no, felt like I beating favor, some people I was up. In favor of it. I felt
1: like beating some people up. I feel like you know, my little sister all. You know, what crack I mean? them that over That was the a head. rough week for you when that book came out. That wasn't was it?
2: that was tough. I mean, I I seriously had. I guess I was kind of naive, and I thought, well, the people who love me will love me, regardless of whether or not I I speak my truth. And boy was I wrong. <laughs> They'll I, love me from oh, all <laughs> way over there. Maybe trust everyone, <laughs> trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> my idealism and my altruism has gotten me in more sticky wickets than you can
0: possibly imagine. We call that codependency. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I, I'm well, very familiar too. with that territory. I'd
2: rather call it idealism than altruism. <laughs> <laughs> and altruism. But, but I, so listen, phony. that's why. By, by the way, hold on. Yeah. Codependency
0: code is not a strictly negative thing. It 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 directs you towards altruism, which I always value. Right. So it's a liability. That comes with a strength There so, you go yeah, Okay
2: so. Spoken by Dr. Drew
0: There you go
1: But what was funny is The way the wind blew About the subject of the book If it, Show business is so phony Half the people That were kind of not, Unkind to you would have been kind to you if there was like this warm, oh, yeah, all the things that you thought were going to happen. Exactly. That's what, what I what hate mean? about what Hollywood.
0: So what do you mean? I so that so, that, so, so, so that if, the, if
2: the reaction of the family had been what I had expected oh, it to be, everyone embrace. would have been really nice about it. Yeah. You know, across the board. And, you know, I had people say to me, well, why, why did you wait till he was dead? And, and if I had written it when he was alive, they would have said, why didn't you wait until he? You know, yeah, we, that's true. Do you know what I mean? See that? you yeah, can't. I don't like, think you can win. No, there was no win with that.
0: But yeah. people, but it was yeah.
1: courageous and it was brave, and it goes on a lot more, a lot more in America than people ever want to
2: talk about. Drew was my my champion. Uh, oh you, hell you, yeah! You were so helpful and so inspirational I just, I, to me. I still
0: me. have. I was. I don't know where I was. I was literally out in the world when I saw you talking to Oprah. And I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, Here it goes!" That oh, was so scary. Oh my god! I'm like, "Oh crap!" I just froze in, in the spot. No. I just remember it. But you looked so. My hands so, were shaking. No, but Mac, you was, looked so connected, and so. Uh, it, and when people started questioning the veracity and stuff, like, like, come on, just everybody just watch what Mac is saying. I it's remember a they, thing. they
2: had like a lie to me person, like a person who reads body language on ET or Uh-oh. Access Hollywood or oh, something. No. And they were like, "Well, all we can say is." She believes that it's true. <laughs> That's all they could say. Well, good.
0: That's all we need to say. Does <laughs>
2: America not
1: know, Drew, what we know? About how much sexual, sexual abuse, abuse there is. There is no. I,
0: I think they, they when it comes to close family, they recoil. I think people understand yeah. that it happens with, with strangers and neighbors and teachers and doctors and blah 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 blah. But when it's immediate family, it's always immediate family. No, no it isn't always. It, it's often teachers and stuff like that. But but when it's immediate family, I mean, like immediate family, that's when people are. Ugh! And I hear about it on, on radio all. all the time. I'm sure you do all the, the every time, night, every night,
1: every and, night. And well, he, the, oh, you know where I hear it the most is stepfathers and teenage daughters yeah. and stuff like that. Are you that's okay talking about this? By the oh, way, oh, absolutely. I did, I did not expect us to go down this path. What? Nor did uh, I. But that's no. Fine. It's a courage that <laughs> yeah. she had that no other American
0: has.
3: That I was no. And,
0: I think she blew it up. I, I feel like we're talking about it now. We were beginning to, and Max just. Poof,
2: well, little. what happened after High on Arrival came out was that a lot of people went. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. And then another person would, you know, put their hand up and go, oh, me too. Like,
0: well, a lot I, of people bef- started. I would argue that before you did that, I used to hear, I used to, at first, I'd have to extract it from people. Yes. No one would come forward with it. And when they would come forward, it was very shame based stuff, which, of course, it's a shaming experience. But now they're much more, I wouldn't say matter of fact, but apt to be. Understanding that it's not something that only happened to them, or that it was their responsibility.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I have so many clients sitting, you know, come to my office, young, young heroin addict, addicted Mm. women who, who, you know, it it is. It's like extracting the the truth from them, and the, the shame, and the fear, and the belief that because you didn't scream and yell or run or tell or, you know, pull out a stick, that you're complicit.
3: Well, that's or the that part,
2: you're responsible. And, and I
0: think that's the part, Bob, that uh, people re- really had trouble getting their head around with Mac, which is the sort of Stockholm Syndrome she got into. Yeah. Yeah. People cannot get that. They don't understand it unless they've been there.
2: That's right. That's right. And, you know, being a counselor now and being, you know, h- a hopeful healer, I like to say, um, you know, and having gone through this experience, you know, quite literally and then in the public eye, uh, it gives me sort of a, a unique perspective on how to talk to young women about. This trauma. What would you, how, would you,
0: how would you describe that? Because that fascinates me.
2: Well, you know, I mean, I can, I can actually, I mean, you know, an appropriate disclosure is always very interesting when, when, you're, when you're working as a
0: counselor or. Yeah, it's when, you know, when to disclose is an art.
2: When to disclose is a real art. So, you know, to say, you know, I, I have some of this in, in my history as well. And, and I can tell you for me, when I finally came to terms with the fact that I was medicating my trauma with heroin and you know cocaine or whatever that um as i started to let go of my coping mechanism and i started to like really feel the deep trauma of what had happened Mm. in my life uh, i needed someone to be there for me and someone who was just going to listen and i'd like to be that person for you
0: Very you very powerful and what i and being that person by the way I would argue that to the extent that you take care of yourself and not get evoked, yeah, b- being on the other side can be very healing too. It's another phase of your healing. Absolutely. That's what I think happened, yeah. which
1: is the event of the book. Immediately, Max started working yeah. in treatment. Yeah, it's laying low. Yeah, healing yourself, learning your your craft. And and now she's popping out the other side, and now it's so, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I feel should. like. If that yeah. had, if the book hadn't happened, I don't think you'd be a counselor. Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, you know, you know I, what I mean. I, I I don't think I would either. I mean, I I started. S- Going to school for uh, KDAC certification in
0: two thousand three. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, know that. you were not ready. I wasn't.
3: <laughs> by the way,
2: apparently, I was so not ready. She was a, a periodic that. at that time. <laughs> Actually, I,
0: you know, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I could, I see that now in retrospect as all part of the arc of your healing. That's yes, really what it is. That, yeah. that was okay that you did that because you were in that phase of you were moving towards it. I you was moving, moving towards, towards got the units. Yeah.
2: For later, on. <laughs> you know what? I let them go. You did. I let them go and started all over. Smart. Where did you go? Smart, you
1: smart, smart. smart, smart,
2: smart. No, I went to a hybrid program uh, at Sober College called ICDS. It's a oh. certification. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's it's a really. Quick oh, that Sober
1: College place. Even though I love what they do, you live out near there, right? I don't. I live
2: in Sherman Oaks. They're in Woodland Hills. I know, but Eight one eight. yes, yes. Yeah. Deep eight one eight.
1: See, that's a Valley girl I know. who knows it.
2: You know That's eight miles west (laughs) Exactly To me it's all like Out there Never the twain shall meet I remember once I was dating a guy Or I was about to date a guy And I met him at a meeting You guys know him I won't say his name uh, here But I was like Oh Here's my number Call me And he goes Oh
0: 818
2: 818 818. And I said Well it's Tarzan And he goes Oh deep 818 (laughs) I'm like, fine, whatever. I still went to bed with but him looking nice. It's over
1: college. Have you ever been out there? No. It's out past Encino. Yeah, I've heard about know. it. Yeah, it's like but, Woodland, like
3: what the hell is that? Yeah. But
1: it's inspiring and it's depressing. Oh. Because that population, they have a wall of all the dead kids.
3: Oh.
1: It's just so depressing. <sighs> and I the first time I was there it was at a memorial for a friend of mine's daughter. Mm. And I was just like, Oh my god, I don't think I could do this. They're doing great work. Well yeah, no, what, they do are.
0: what do you mean? we do you can't do it, you do it all the time.
1: No, but it's just dealing with... Well, no, what a treatment center... I'm dealing with the semi-surrendered. (laughs) <laughs>
2: you know it's a I new mean? category I still
0: uh, by the way one of the greatest recovery stories for me is Mac going to that place that the nun ran your first sobriety oh she wasn't a nun but what, Mrs. Whatever. Delaney she, she bit a nun or something right well she, no I she wasn't she a nun run.
2: no she was like uh, like Marty Mann she was one of those type of women but, in the early but she days. walked
0: through a doorway that said, had an inscription over it that said let me see if I get this right for the reluctant to recover <laughs>
2: right,
3: yes. right? Yes. I thought oh my god that's the best and then <laughs> I walked Further into the
2: room, and there were signs that said, you know, let go and let God think, 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 was upside down. And then there was one that said, one day at a time. And I went, oh, they knew I was coming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: anyone ever get that whoever wrote that or created that show was in AA? Did anybody ever
2: get it? I don't know. It had to have been.
0: Well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of recovery speak out there that it's, goes the under 70s, the radar. Yeah, but I just always I'm assumed whatever a sober it.
1: writer guy trying to
2: sneak. Stuff we had, in. we had a, I think they had a, a, a family member who, who had. Yeah, yeah. Had it's this so thing. interesting. We had, a, yeah.
0: we had a CEO at the hospital we worked at for years and years. And when he first went, as soon as he got there, you weren't there yet, and he started using a couple of aphorisms that we're all used to from the program, and everyone went, Oh my oh. god! And I was like, No way! Come on! <laughs> it, it, it more started coming. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's that.
1: <laughs> and he got it. So anyway, no, no. You, he was no, he was already. He was already in the he program.
0: Was right? in yeah. Yeah, you you know that.
1: Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that, yeah, but yeah. not a very good program. Wow. <laughs> how
0: dare you?
3: <laughs> how
1: dare you? But, 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 you know, DeAndre Jordan, I just came from the Clippers Cleveland game. Oh, yeah. how DeAndre fun. DeAndre Jordan has the the Serenity Prayer tattooed on his arm. One, and I uh, happened to be right next to him one time. I said, A.A. And he just went, he just looked like. Who are you? Out. It wasn't. He just likes the prayer, I oh. guess. Oh, my
2: God. That's so funny. <laughs> wow.
1: But but what I'm saying is Sober College And a lot of these programs They're the unsurrendered They're well, filled with unsurrendered well, kids we certainly Who are did just that. there out of coercion Failure to launch Blah 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 There's a little bit of that at PRC Yeah But it's so hard to deal with kids who have not even contemplated
2: stopping, but they'll give you lip service that they're stopping because their they moms think, want them And to. here's the deal. What always amazed me is that a client will present as so well and so motivated, and, you know, and they'll be sitting there in the office and they're like, well, you know, I'm really excited to go out and work a rigorous program of honesty, yeah. you know, program. And, and 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 I'm thinking to myself, they think that I can that I have control them. you believe them <laughs> well they think that I believe them for one but they also think that if your counselor believes, believes that you <laughs> if yeah. your counselor believes you then maybe they can talk your parents into not re-upping you for I, another I think,
0: month I think it's a little deeper than that I, I, think, I think it, if if they can convince you it helps them believe their own bullshit well yes, they know they're bullshitting they know they can't believe anything comes out of their own mouth yeah and, but should
1: and, we even be in a position when a 17 or 18 or 19 year old kid is talking AA they speak to us yeah there is no way to even comprehend it what do you mean at 17 18 though they can't I mean, get it what being an addict uh, means I've seen surrender some, no, no. suffering i've seen some get it I've she has got sober five or six years ago they, i got sober when i was 35 people don't get sober when they're 17 18 and when they do they're an exception every yes. points at them saying oh a 17 year old can yeah. get sober yeah. it's right. a fucking lie yeah. no they can't they can, we have ugh. to decide what we're well, you're, do you're with building them. a
0: case for my profession to step in and that's what i'm there. that's
1: why i that that's he scary. bit on my he, he bit on my apple right now sneaky, so did sneaky. you see the 2020 show last night we'll I talk know. about it no i didn't i i, I it and i didn't. can't
0: watch this shit i can't watch it.
1: it's suboxone all the way yeah. i don't think suboxone is either something has there <sighs> has to be a middle way a new way for these kids and maybe sober college will figure it out. I hope. I hope. But putting 17, 18, 19 year old kids and expecting them to say and do and hit all the right emotional meters, life beats, mm-hmm. the Mackenzie Phillips and Bob Forrest and Bob Timmons and all these 40 right. year old people that got sober, it's unfair to them. Do you understand, Drew? Yes. It is no, unfair to them. I don't. Because you weren't you listening. Treat, you treat nineteen-year-olds. I, 19 I kind of yeah. tra- was. In this society, we treat 19, 20 year twenty-year-olds like they're eleven, and yeah. then all of a sudden, we want them to really understand some deeply profound thoughts about existence yeah. and meaning and purpose. Yeah, yeah. They're incapable of it. But, but. Because the why only way you insult? understand that is by suffering. From your disease,
2: but then then bring uh, this in. Okay, they're going to die. Drew's going to feel hopeless know. in a second. No,
0: Look at he's these. building a case for suboxone. I know. You're building yeah. the case, and and the, but the, they
1: won't stay on suboxone. They're taking well, benzos but, and coke and, okay. and and you know what
0: I mean. <laughs> yeah, but the reality is, suboxone does work for some people in an intermediate term sort of way, right? It does work. People do get better. They do. Now, Trexon works. No, Suboxone. No, no. It's not. So no Suboxone never works. It's just that people never get off of it. They never really come to terms with what's going on with them. And they're always on a slippery ground. Now, people would argue that oh, but at least they're getting back to work and they're functioning in their families and stuff. And and they can do some kind of cognitive behavioral therapies and things. And who are we to say, you and me, to say that they should have to go for an abstinence space program. They, we, we are interested in f- complete flourishing. We are interested in the likes of what's sitting next to us here, Mac Phillips. Yeah. We are interested in restoring people to a completely, actually better than they ever knew they could be. Right. That's, where it, that's what we're excited about. That's what we're interested in doing. But we the question becomes, and this is what, as a scientist, I have to ask myself all the time, are we doing some a disservice by insisting upon that? And the answer is yes. We're doing some a disservice. So then it becomes, well, how do we select the ones that can't, that we, that not realistic for them to get better? And those should be on Suboxone.
1: Is they anybody should. studying this 47,000 young people dying every year? No, and what's what, happening is what, everybody's going on Suboxone,
0: and that's the problem. Yeah. So, a, so
1: Suboxone is not the answer if the, all the kids are dying.
0: Well, and by the way, people that want to, here's another thing. Guys. If
1: it's a miracle cure, then why are all the kids dying?
0: I, I understand. Believe me. It doesn't it's not it's it's delaying the inevitable in my humble opinion. We're getting into the eating
1: potatoes yeah. of American yeah. addictions. But but here's the craziness. Right
0: here's the craziness in my opinion. The public at large goes, Oh, it's the drug companies that are pushing the doctors to prescribe those no, opiates. They aren't. Uh, no, do- they that can't true. drug companies can't even give us pens anymore. It's <laughs> the doctor is not understanding what addiction is. Having satisfaction surveys. Remember when Bruce sat yeah. in here and told us about that? Yeah. satisfaction surveys? If the patient doesn't fill out a positive satisfaction survey, you lose your job. You lose the access to the insurance. You literally shit but out a lot. It's of luck. a new specialty
1: to just have a subatomic dispensary. It's a whole. It's like being an orthopedist.
0: Let me finish my story. So it's not the Vicodin, it's not the oxycodone manufacturers, it's the it's us, it's the physicians themselves that have to make patients happy, that don't even understand how to confront this, or they cast the patient out as a bad patient, and they turn to heroin at that point, right. of course. But the intermediate step is, and this is the, I don't want to say it's the evil part, but this is the pernicious part, is here's where the pharmaceutical company steps in, Suboxone. That is being pushed by the pharmaceutical company and the government the on solution. the physicians, yeah. and, and legally so. Literally, somebody like me by going for an abstinence treatment is taking huge risk legally because now the suboxone has become standard of care. And, and we the, and you and I have agreed that for chronic pain patients, it might not be such a bad alternative.
1: I don't. Th- I'm open to any solution where f- less kids die next year.
2: Yes.
0: And I You know what I okay. mean Okay <laughs> Done and done <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the point is But what is, is it though That's, that's No the, we have those things But at, at what You know it, At what cost At what cost At what, at what cost at, at what cost Not just from a standpoint Of uh, resources But at, at what Expense to the individual Are we just going to make them Chronically ill Are we going to really Try to make them well I mean imagine Imagine if you had Access to Suboxone Ten years Or whenever you got uh,
2: Well first. I mean I was on Subutex oh, Well she Deeper was on North. it she I was, was on, on it. Subutex for, How was that I hated it Yeah
0: Suboxone is a little different. It feels a little different apparently. I, I, but but people that are non-addicts that have been exposed to it feel like just wasted. Yeah. So it's I, not like it's nothing.
2: Uh, I just like it. I wish you guys it would it want to watch his show.
1: I can't believe it. The kids are so high. I'm just sitting there going you can see that kid they and they're presenting him as yeah, sober. Yeah. His eyes are so pinned. His his <laughs> affect is so flat. Yeah. He's so high yeah. that he's not only just high on Suboxone, he's high on benzos, dope too. And benzos yeah, what yeah. and Yeah. Right, and listen. We take a quick break. We're taking a okay. break.
0: We'll be right back. <laughs> All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest podcast or interaction with drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction per se. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the sites or podcasts. We're back with more of This live. Mackenzie Phillips is our uh, guest today. Uh, everyone knows Mac. Mac, what, uh, where can people find your website or anything like that? Oh, uh,
2: I don't have a website, but. Um, the
0: Breathe website, I imagine. You could go the to
2: breathelifehealingcenter.com breathe, okay. or you could go to Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, Mac, M-A-C-K, Phillips. And I
0: want to say something that I'm going to say repeatedly to our uh, listeners, which is a lot of people have logged on to my website and sent us emails. And there's a whole thing about emails. Uh, a, we are reading them. Susan is sending them to me. And B, I can't legally actually respond on the web. You so can't I will. Do, I can. You could. But, <laughs> I, but my, my license doesn't permit them. So So I have to sort of compile them and sort of answer questions like that but i can talk about them on this podcast so some of you guys will get yours specifically read and then we can say you know in cases like this here's how we approach it and here's a good one uh this is from i'll tell you who it's from christopher and he says moment of clarities all right uh what triggered the feeling of the cleansing what a release i'm a podcast listener blah 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 he he said it took it three times to get to get this moment of clarity. What what about moments of clarity? What do you guys think those are?
3: Make I think everybody
1: has them lots of different ways, and and the twelve step community places a huge emphasis on it. Mm-hmm but I've had them and I'm sure you've had them and then you just use
2: again three months later (laughs) (laughs) and then then there are those sort of stellar moments of clarity that lead to a behavior change that lead to even pre-contemplation you know but Mm. those those uh, sort of get lost in the miasma of the next shot uh, for a lot of people that
0: is the that when and so, wouldn't you say that in in all as we look at that case of somebody who has a clarity, gets with it, and then three months later is using? What was what went wrong?
2: Well, I think it's uh, I don't really need to do anything. No action is taken,
1: so no they're action. not ready. Yeah.
0: They're not ready.
2: So I do this exercise now. Well, what
0: what can we do though? You see, well, I'll show you. Right.
1: There's this. I did this exercise. I'm running outpatient groups down in Tustin. I, I ask the clients get on a scale of 1 to 10, because they all know the pain scale, so yeah. I always use the 1 to 10 scale. Great. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your level of your surrender and what's the level of your willingness? And then I go all the way around the room and they're always pretty lined up, like a 6 and a 6 or a 7 <laughs> and a 6 and whatever. And I go, well, there's no way of quantifying or even knowing what the surrender scale. It's actually... Just philosophical, subjective thing. So, but you don't willingness know. we can measure. Okay. We can actually see you go to meetings. Right. We can see you do your assignments. We can see you go to bed at eleven o'clock when you're supposed to. We can see and quantify willingness. Yeah. We cannot. So that you're that right. thing of like the epiphany that they, changed yeah. me so much. Yeah. I, I always think that if people verbalize it, it's probably not true. <laughs> I
2: think I think you know it's really important. Um, as you 're walking through this process with someone to try and redirect them and realign them to what is not what magical thinking is telling them it could be, what is you know what what is what is the reality in this moment you know safety and stabilization has to have a component of the awareness of the isness of things where you know and I always say, what makes this make sense, what makes you sitting across from me you know, here in this office on this day makes sense. You know, if if in fact we're here today Mm -hmm. by way of everywhere we've been, then let's talk about how we got here. And how we can redirect ourselves. It's a
0: great, it's a great little yeah. technique. That's, that's what it's that's nice. what
2: I use. It's that's nice. one of the things I like to do.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed the the kinds of things I've spoken about this before. But but
2: wait, well, let me say if you're dealing with someone who's just turned eighteen, yeah. and you know, and they don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> they don't know. Pardon what me. You're about. Uh, yeah. You know, how,
0: I, is, it's, uh, it's is that our educational system? Is it our family systems? Which which is worse? Both.
1: I think it's the victim system that everybody's a victim. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, you get a narcissist. free pass from responsibility. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Rehab has almost become like an obfuscation now. How's that? Because you don't have to be responsible for yourself. Oh, you, you just, just go from one, one to the next to the actor. Yep. It's more than three hots and a cot. It's three hots and some psychobabble and a cot.
2: And some sabotage. And Suboxone. they start to believe it, right? So they're
0: institutionalized almost. They?
1: Yes. By, by when, when,
2: for when profit things, rehab. When yeah. things get bad... Mom and dad throw me in rehab and then everything's okay for a little while and maybe right All and right. I get my car back and I get my you know apartment she back she's lived through it for 3
1: years <laughs> <laughs> Like literally It's all goals based Like I get my car back I get my phone back I get this back I, You're going to help me I'm going to go to the, I want to go to this sober living Because I heard it's good Right I've heard that 10,000 times I want to
2: be by the beach uh, uh, yeah. They
1: heard it's good They've heard that Well
0: now It seems like Jason's got Something a little different Going on right Yeah In terms of very how we,
1: proactive <laughs> Jason very, Waller Waller yeah. I love that guy
0: But he's yeah. got a, we, we had him on a little while ago And he had a, has a whole program Going on where he seems like He gets them engaged Genuinely engaged ones that are sort of like this, resistant, like you're describing. So he's not at Northbound but, but, anymore. No. He's doing but his, own his own thing. they have to sign
1: things. up nice. for that, and so many of these kids are not going to sign up for that. That's why he has a. He but isn't it a,
0: interesting, Bob? We call that, it thirty and dirty. But but what we have trouble reaching. Yeah. <laughs> going back, but, you but, like it? <laughs> but what we have re- trouble reaching is these adolescents, which is that's, that's what they are. I mean, they may be 25, but they're still adolescent because we're used to engaging in a very deep way and helping people sort of deal with trauma, blah, 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 and they can't necessarily do that. Isn't it interesting that having a social group that sweeps them along, very much the way adolescents behave, That's what's having some effect on them. So I I, I I think the answer is this kind of thing for these resistant young people.
2: You know, like how they have the, like in in Norway, they have like a little village that they've created for uh, people with Alzheimer's. And there's a supermarket and there are helpers and there are people that get them, you know, get them what they need. Uh, Maybe there's some idea of like, sober villages well, for adolescents college right sober college, right? Sober
1: college but sober i'm thinking on a more more like more the living, minnesota living, model yeah. yeah that's this thing is what jason's doing is get out get a job go surfing yeah. be a part of the community all that kind of stuff that takes is so labor intensive yes yes it is he's not making a penny well but yeah i
0: understand but he's got the he's got the other kids sweeping them along with them you know what i mean I mean it's not just him Eventually
1: it? it should grow And yeah, then have a yeah. life of its own yeah, Right yeah, And yeah. that So uh, the reason why I bring it up Is because this Suboxone This uh, 2020 thing Was all young people mm. Pregnant people with kids And all mm. You guys gotta see You're both the leading people In your field <laughs> Bob, And you didn't watch it I, <laughs> Bob
0: I can't watch that stuff I can't do it It makes me insane I literally like want to Jump out of my skin <laughs> It
1: makes I, me sad I texted sad. you or Are you watching this bullshit You, you said it. I can't It makes me sick
0: It makes me sick Yeah What what about it makes you sick? That that uh, we, it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound ridiculous and grandiose, but we know a little better. Yeah, we know there's there's a better way, and and these people just don't have any experience. The people are advocating this as exclusive treatment. They're scientists, they're neurobiologists. I get it. I'm that. I'm that too, but I also know that there's something more. Of the mind and the interpersonal experience and the flourishing that's necessary to really have a full recovery, I I know it. we have done it. We've done it for decades. Then, then and they don't have any experience then, it or then, knowledge about it. Then I
2: it. have to ask you, what do you think of the Core Twelve track? Which is what at Hazel and Betty Ford Core Twelve. That the, okay. So we're
0: going to have a guy from Hazel in here. I'll ask him about it.
2: Okay. So they they uh, decided to do a track for suboxone maintenance yeah listen so like I, a, literally a separate track good well there's been
1: thoughts of creating a whole 12-step kind of it, community it needs, of it where it's not intermingled with the abstinence it, it needs a separate it has its it own does, world
2: because if you're in a treatment center and some people are on suboxone maintenance and some oh, people aren't it's it's a nightmare you, you have it. to have a separate track for listen, it you have to have separate Mac, groups
0: for it just you know when i was when we were running a program. I would not allow, if they wanted Suboxone, they had to go to another part of the hospital because mm-hmm. as soon as anybody oh, sniffed the possibility. Everybody wants it. Everybody's like, well, I'm not getting it. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And you can't do anything. The, the program falls apart. You
2: can't because yeah. no one can focus. Everyone's That's distracted, right. distracted right. on Same meds. Thing but they're Same all thing. feeding Same out. With. Let's face it. After
1: 30 or 60 or 90 days, they're feeding out of these programs on Suboxone into AA.
0: I understand you know what, that. what I mean? So but but, means I'm, but I'm, whole... I'm in favor of a separate track for it because for some people it's going to be life-saving. It, it, you have to accept that. The, the, part, well, the criticism I have is that we're not skilled in whom we select to Correct. use it on. Correct. And there are lots of people whose lives are being rendered chronically ill who really would make l- wonderful, flourishing, different people? With, Full, with, fully with, with, people.
2: A, with an end date, with a stop date.
0: I know, never. <laughs> no, that'll know. never
3: happen.
2: Well, that's what Core 12 is at, at Hazel and Betty Ford is that they follow them. For I want my start months. date good. two years out. <laughs> 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 right. My it's well, got to be. At least I, I two had years a, a boyfriend who was on Suboxone.
0: and could he function sexually or is it screw him He up? could
2: function sexually. Yeah. He was a maniac. I uh. was so. so clinical how you guys just talked about
1: that <laughs>
3: but, uh, except for the, the maniac, the maniac part. part except for the maniac part but
2: like then then I'm like I come out of the bathroom and he's smoking a cigarette and he's about, he's yeah. about to set the bed on fire uh, and I broke up with him that day I said you know what this is uh, you know, uh, I, you, know I, you know I can't makes I the maniac by stuff. the
0: way the maniac part was probably had delay and probably couldn't feel satisfied and all right. that kind of stuff exactly that, so. All right, let's talk about cannabis a little bit okay okay I've got another email see this from a Molly uh, somebody who's addicted to marijuana I've chosen to write you and ask you specifically perhaps engage in a small debate on which side of marijuana should fall when treating addiction uh, what she simply I want to ask you of I think what she's talking about now first of all marijuana this business about marijuana addictive or not is bizarre right we've all seen marijuana addiction right absolutely okay right and it has it's it's like it's different every addiction to every chemical See, is, I think is different
1: that, but let's clarify because I people think most people think in terms of heroin addiction right yes it's different it's, than that it's and, like alcoholism it's mm, exactly it's people very function on it well
0: not only that people can stop drinking by themselves it's something called natural recovery it's actually been recorded I mean they're not fully flourishing but they're not drinking and same thing happens with pot people just stop for periods of time that but does the happen.
1: pot thing is on that same continuum there's the downtown hobos yeah. and the, the vinyl. Violent, you know, same as redneck, alcohol, same as alcohol. And, and yeah, yeah, and there's this other version, the, the functioning version, right. right? People
0: can smoke a lot of pot and it'd be fine, but that's just true.
2: And then, then if they're like, like my son went to Japan a year ago and he smokes weed and he was like in Japan and you know, he was with his dad on a big rock and roll tour and he was like, no weed, it's Japan. Mm. And Shane said I was fine, you know, didn't and, get depressed. No, I mean, he was out like, Looking at the Harajuku girls, you know.
1: I've had, D- Drew, depression is a major part of marijuana. I'll just give you examples that I know. All the kids are young people. I've never seen like a 70-year-old or 50-year-old old hippie stop smoking pot and go to rehab. But young people I have, and they report feeling depressed during Wait. withdrawal. Oh, of course. Depressed for months afterwards. But watch this friend of mine who'd been smoking it for years had a kid and the wife said no more smoking pot in the house and And it was outside in the snow he said he felt new vitality so positive so great sure same but he, Drew, using for the same amount
2: of time,
0: it's very different in different so people. So it's Just
2: relative to the physiology of the of individual.
0: That's why I always say there's no such thing as a bad drug and a good drug. It's the relationship of that individual with that chemical. That's yes. what the. But he, let me read you um, another one. This is from Stefan or Stephen, and this is real, the real deal. Listen to this. Pot this thing? Yeah, real deal. Eight to ten joints a day. Been to outpatient twice. Uh, I'm so extreme right now. I'm spending one hundred twenty to two hundred twenty dollars a day. For his use. he just get a marijuana car. Wow. <laughs> he get... Oh, he's in Iowa somewhere. He's out in the Midwest somewhere. I uh, tried going to Marijuana Anonymous, but there's only only one meeting in his area. So he's he's motivated, he wants to try, but he's severely addicted. Severe that's there it is. That's the real Do deal. you
2: have insurance?
0: Yeah, that's the you question. And, and you know, and he's in Midwest, go, go up to... to go up to Minnesota. Go up to Hazleton. Absolutely. I mean it's it's people were like, What for marijuana? How dare you? That's the real deal, right? That's
2: yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah And he will be that, depressed When he's in detox Oh he'll, and have, he'll, he'll be, be agitated yeah, and Irritable and be a little
0: paranoid Even things No paranoid. sleep for three months Right And that's the way that works But but that doesn't mean that Pot's a bad Pot is not a bad drug Doesn't mean that everybody Should not smoke pot It means that guy Should not smoke pot There you go <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so are there some people That should take heroin Because I'd like to sign up But, a,
0: <laughs> but wait a minute But here's Mack are you
1: with <laughs> But Yeah sure why not Let's go But here's there, a more different Are impression. there some people That could be on Because in no. that philosophy
0: Uh no, because well, <laughs> that's a different biology. But, but here's a, but here's a <laughs> Not more... Not even term. Keith Richards? But let me ask you... Oh.
2: I don't think he does it anymore, no, does he, he? doesn't. He? Yeah.
0: But let me ask you a more challenging question, which is, let's say you are a severe heroin addict. Is there a role for marijuana maintenance? I think marijuana instead of heroin. You switch over, you cross addict to marijuana. Let me, ask, let me ask it this way. Would you rather the patient be on marijuana or Suboxone?
1: Marijuana. Marijuana. Me too. Yeah, wow. Well, me too. So you know what's funny, though? Let's just go to a side personal note. I say Keith Richards all the time. Do I know he's one of my yeah. all time heroes? Yeah. When Mac was here, I just realized, oh my God, she grew up with him. You oh, did? Shit. I did I <laughs> did in her house all the I time. Did. Yeah. He's a human being to her. He's <laughs> just Keith Richards to me.
0: <laughs> Do you know how many times I can't talk to Bob for three minutes without Keith Richards coming up? <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, when I, when my dad and I, it was like 1980 after my dad got arrested for trafficking and he was, you as know. Is, as is the custom. As, as is the dad. custom, yes. <laughs> just just like like, like, like just, everyone's just dad. Just like your dad. Um, I remember I was at a Stones show and we were backstage and Keith, forgive me, he'll get a kick out of this if he ever hears it, which he won't. He walked up to me with a mirror with like a little pyramid of cocaine on it. Yeah. And he went, can you say no now, love? And oh. I went, And I just blew it all over the floor. (laughs) When was that? When? Yeah. 81, maybe? Oh, my God. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I just blew it all over the floor. But But you grew up with him around your house, right? Yes. Yeah. He and my dad were, like, looking through the carpet for little pieces
1: of- How do you
0: figure he survived through all this? You you,
2: know, like you said, it's it's a physiology. It's that individual- yeah. Sh- I mean I haven't seen him in decades. And, and to decades. be fair
0: to be fair the the thing that that really puts rocket fuel behind addiction is trauma. And if you if yes. you're an addict without trauma it's a slightly different phenomenon I would argue.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah yeah, but still an addict But yeah that's the thing That I know a yeah. little bit About Keith Richards His dad's his best friend They get along Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not a trauma he's, survivor he The just... only trauma he reports Is growing up During World War II Oops, Except for
0: that <laughs> 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 just, <laughs> just, just a little <laughs> thing <laughs> He was <laughs> in Aleppo During Syrian You, you know, <laughs> know that there was
1: Like four and five year old kids Going down in bomb shelters I know that I know And that. people in America but that,
0: But that actually Is a different kind of trauma What kind of, of well, trauma I was just is bring That would say Mac had. Yeah,
2: I was just gonna bring up The different kind of trauma Because when we look At this thing of addiction feeding trauma, right? We can have a kid who, you know, my parents were, you know, I got everything I wanted. I lived in a really nice house and, you know, I went to the best schools. And when I turned 18, I got a Maserati or whatever, right? What was missing? The parents were always at work. They were you know.
0: It's it's an abandonment, which is traumatic.
2: So trauma is relative to the person too. So what might be traumatic to me. Great point might not be traumatic to somebody else it's and vice versa true.
0: absolutely true absolutely true but there is such a thing as shattering trauma
3: yes they're, they're definitely well, what is it's, that, it's that whole generation
0: all.
1: so all Ugh. the kids that were living in london and and liverpool i mean historically we know them the beatles and the rolling stones and a lot of that generation yeah they were running down to bomb shelters real bombs yeah. not just Teachers telling you get under the desk. Let's have an, a, pro- a a practice yeah. in c- yeah. in case there's a nuclear attack. Yeah. This is happening to them on a nightly basis. Yeah. What is the trauma on that
0: generation? PTSD. Yeah, it can be a PTSD. But my, um, my, I believe it made
1: them all narcissists and want to be successful.
0: No, I think it made them antisocial because uh, their whole thing was, you know. Hey, fuck the man, fuck everything. Right. Well, they not, did a good job relative. of ex-
1: making money off that
0: yeah. attitude. Right. Well, because a lot of people adopted that. So there was a big anti social sort of movement on the heels the heels. So of do you think the audience was
1: also trauma survivors? Oh, yeah. Well, they're all, but, and it all but fit. But it all, fit. It, it all, fit. The it all fit. fit. The 60s generation, it all fit.
0: Yeah. Because from here on our end, it was a bunch of. GIs coming home with PTSD and trauma beating the shit out of their kids and whatever and demanding them to be like Marines or whatever it was yeah. that that got transmitted into our population as well and so perfect the guys were actually going in the Pro- probably it's worse having your dad be, like, but they probably had their fair share of that stuff too right because it's a They're- phenomenon that hit
1: In 1963, 64, 65. And all those people were World War II Well, what I've always said, how bizarre. Subversives.
0: Uh, But but, but, yes. What's so bizarre to me that in the 70s when I was an adolescent, the people that were most revered were the most subversive and the most antisocial Mm -hmm. and the most alternative. But not alternative the way you think about it in the 90s. I mean like the 60s alternative. And those are the people. We went from putting Jimmy Stewart on a pedestal to. Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix was the beginning. You know what I mean? It got a lot worse. <laughs> thinking, worse yeah, Eric's. yeah. These, these were the. This was as good as it got. You know what I mean? These were these were the people we revered and put. In the, so who
1: are you referring to in the mid seventies? Like who? Like Abby Hoffman?
0: Just think of anybody. Who was the who was the student body president of your high school when you were there? Think of who that we put in that John job.
1: Monroe. What was he like? He was a stoner and didn't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> that, that's what mine. Bob, that was mine too. in 19, Wait, In 1974, that was it, man.
2: Valerie Bertinelli was the president of my class. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were five of you at it's the school. Just, the two in the trailer, right. just two of us. Trailer, right? Two of us. Yeah. yeah. But but that's exactly yeah. my point. No, you know
1: who's Todd Bridges, yeah. the two exactly. of you, yeah. Dana Plato, <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus,
2: Danny Bonaduce.
1: Oh my God! What a high
3: school! <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but but listen, but so and roll it back fifteen years before that. Who would have been the student body president? Oh, the
3: cool, Betty
2: Crocker.
0: Betty Crocker. Yeah, yeah. The most. And so and so we just went whoosh, all of a sudden, and and we're we are the still the owners of all that change. That's why I that's why I take aim at the seventies. It's such a shitty time. I loved the
4: seventies.
0: Shitty things happened to you in the seventies. You know and It's it, all and it was all endorsed by the culture of the time. Well,
2: yes, that's true, but I, I didn't, it was so fun. It, <laughs> Wasn't it fun though? See,
1: you weren't at the bowling alley, Drew. You were at home reading books. Yes. We were at the bowling alley. We were And shit
0: was going on. You were the antisocial kids I'm talking about. We were <laughs> hanging out at the laundromat.
1: The bowling alley is where I hung out. Yeah. In the parking lot of the bowling alley, you get stoned, listen to uh, Boston and Foghat. Oh, and, yeah. Well, I'm older yeah. than you, aren't I? No, same age. Oh, okay. I thought I was older than you. Well, 70, uh, I didn't get my license till 77. What year did you hey, get? 76. It? Hey, I got to interrupt 76. this.
0: We got to yeah. take another break. Okay. Break or end the show? Break? break. Oh, we got to take quick breaks just for some technical Oh, this stuff. will be part two. So, we're so, not right. ending this show. <laughs> uh, I'm not we're, done yet. I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> okay, and now we're back, and you guys are eating. We are. Okay. So what do
0: you want to do? Want to read an email? So I want
1: to read the thing about the heroin, because okay. we did a couple
0: pots, and I, yeah. let
1: me read this heroin one. Yeah. Please help. My friend over, oh, the, and this is first name Lily, first name, Lily first name. L., And it says, again,
0: again, we can't, we can't, unfortunately, the way the laws are, we can't specifically address her thing. So kind of, yeah, no, I mean it it generally Yeah,
1: because uh, yeah, right uh, Drew, listen to the letter At the end it says It's a matter of life or death Do you think I want to be Held accountable for this? <laughs> not about
0: being Held accountable It's about what's <laughs> Legally appropriate <laughs> Please appropriate
1: help My it. friend of, of over 30 years Is an alcoholic Her husband is alcoholic Her two boys 25 and 24 right, so are, both, are both Addicted to heroin oh, Her nephew just passed away From an overdose huh. His brother just left Another rehab With, uh, you know AMA yeah. It's a nightmare She refused to get help because she doesn't think she needs it still who, who in is denial. That? the, the, this the is mom the, her friend yeah the mom, the mom of okay all so
0: and mom's the alcoholic right yeah mom's. Okay. A, so what do you do with it let's go to back up there's
1: <laughs> well there's something well, why when i read the letter i thought of my family there's a lot of alcoholism in my family mm-hmm. and but i was a heroin addict and that cool. was really bad mm. So oh, I what see. I see is the mom is thinking, yeah, I drink or I have a drinking problem. Right. But these boys, these boys, the these boys, boys. are real addicts. Yeah, these are the real problems. Well, I'm, is I'm, real I'm pro- afraid,
0: Bob, I'm afraid generally in this country we've forgotten about alcohol. <laughs> you know I what know. I mean? I we have, We have so much trouble with pills and everything else that alcohol is like, oh, okay, we can deal with that. Go let, have let a drink. Him, yeah, let them go for a little while. It's yeah. all right. And it's sad. We've forgotten how how dangerous, how it progresses, how how it goes on. You know, across a lifespan. It and really it
1: manifests in the next generation in mm. heroin addiction. That's Well, right. no. Oh, well, it can. So Not That's necessarily. what this is. That's, that's what, what happened is, in my but, family. Yeah, but we had... But, because sure. if because you... You had a sister mom. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, well, you did. That's how
0: that happened. <laughs> but if you're looking that's for... That's why a... and
1: I could get along so <laughs> good. So one time, I never told you this. I asked her if it was my dad who raised me, my grandfather, and she said, How dare you, Bobby? And she slapped my face. Oh, what does that mean? Wow. Holy moly. Let's not get into it further than that. <laughs> wow.
3: That's wow.
1: How wow dare from Mackenzie
0: Phillips. <laughs> and so, and so Bob, let me understand. So, so why are you antisocial? Why? Huh? <laughs> why are you antisocial? Right, well, exactly. What creates Yeah. So so um, but alcohol is, you know, very, very serious problem. It kind of massive but you but you are not on the kind of a Clock that you are with heroin, where your life is like Im- imminently in danger. But with but the genetic
2: manifestation, right? So you have parents that are alcoholic. Right, that's the gene. That's the gene. Yeah. But it can manifest in heroin because that's what's in front of them. Well, you
0: know, I would what... argue. Hold on, I would argue. And this is what I was going to say. When you said, "Well, the mom has to, no, the, the dad's probably a raging perpetrator of God knows what." Mom is a severe codependent and not really available emotionally, and then they're both drunk. They're both when they're using who knows who knows what they're like, and that's traumatic. And so then you get heroin. Okay, okay, Okay.
1: I get it. So so, Hmm. but the thing the thing that's interesting to me is alcoholism.
3: And still the number one
1: destroyer in America
0: with cigarettes. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: Number one. Number two. But. Cause all the violence, uh, domestic yes, violence, car accidents. You know, some heroin addicts, some meth addicts, but alcoholism number one at domestic violence, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, number one with car accidents.
0: Well, I'm just maybe meth is number one domestic violence. <laughs> with domestic violence, you would math, say meth is pretty bad with domestic. But, but, but anyway, such a small
1: point, percentage point of the what, population right. is point abusing is, that.
0: that drug. Yes, point is I think
1: tax. that. Right.
2: Population is growing.
0: The Matthew group. Absolutely, it, it, it waxes and wanes. I'm it seeing a lot away. of. I know. it's But back. what the I letter
1: know. describes kind of is this chaotic alcoholic uh, couple, probably my age, yeah, yeah. that have these heroin addicts yeah. kids. And I know that that mother is putting aside her problems yes. to focus melodramatically or, or, on the boy. I would argue that. Histrionically she, melodramatic. Mm, I
0: would argue that she uses that justification for not dealing with her stuff
1: well, wouldn't you need a cocktail now and again right. if you sp- two heroin Right, right. How, how am I supposed to deal with this? It makes it,
0: right. <laughs> I hate to trivialize it, but well, you really I, would yeah.
1: need... And what do you need, Drew? You need people, and you need love, and you need support. Uh, but alcohol is what's in the refrigerator that uh-huh. seems to do a version of that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And so... You know, it's the chaos that's going on in America, everybody thinks it's a small percentage. It's a huge swath oh across God. America. And, and,
0: and, and it really, you know, when I look at it, it's that we got to do something about our families, man. We got to.
1: But I just want to say, when we're talking dysfunctional families, we're talking about Mac
0: and Bob's families. Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys, yeah. I mean... Well, we turned out all right. Well, that's what I—that's what uh, I. Was gonna and say. A lot eventually, of I've always got no, a lot of compassion. you walk through it, and you got—you got through it. But it's—it's it's extraordinary.
2: Well, and the thing is that I—that I love about that Bob is that we're not hoarding our wellness to ourselves. We're actually trying to share it with other people. And
0: and both of you had gotten to a place it. where you—you you aren't. You know, when you really get over trauma, you start accepting what is sick in the other person that was the perpetrator or you know, all the stuff that was going on there. You, you do have actually have empathy for them. You still have all the other anger and hatred and misery and all whatever else they per- did to you, but you have some empathy and, and that's that's a tall order. So you have, you know, an understanding. Can you
1: I'm so sorry, can, once sorry. you stop being a victim you kind of have to have compassion. Well and you start to understand it. Like I was definitely a victim running around like, you know, but once I got kind of on the other side of it, I could see like everybody's fucked up in one way or another yeah. and everybody it just keeps going yeah, on, you and just, on you just had a very but big here's dump. how that
2: anger manifests before you get to this kind of place. it's like oh f you watch me now, I'll kill me. Yeah. I will burn it down to to punish you yeah. for for what you did to me.
0: It's a weird acting out, isn't it? It's
2: a weird acting out and then when it And if shifts, I'm
1: dying, will you come rescue me? It exactly. Shifts. It <clears throat>
2: shifts. Well, when it shifts, it you can you recognize it as wow. I was seriously uh punishing myself in order to uh, uh get back at someone who didn't give a shit.
0: Before you re- we wrap this up, did, did you have some sort of shift sitting in the chair talking to Oprah? <clears throat>
2: I was so scared of her,
0: but I feel like she's a vicious to that monster. Joke. In my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> like Well, whatever. she helped back? That's, that's all I care. She about. Did, she did yeah. help me.
2: My shift came with EMDR.
0: It's an eye movement therapy. People know what EMDR. Look up EMDR. It's an excellent trauma therapy.
2: I didn't do it with the eyes. I did it with the little uh, z- z- or whatever. It, yeah. However, so you it's, do it. it's some sort of it's accessing
0: deeper brain systems. Deeper that, brain systems you can't systems. get at th- by yourself. Or e- even by tr- sort of traditional psychotherapy and means. And
2: it kind of makes the trauma live in a different place in your limbic system. Yep. And so that it's not constantly being r- re-stimulated. L- let me re-say it. Let me yeah, say it. you say it, it the, the way. The,
0: the trauma lives in your body, in your, in your autonomic mm-hmm. system. It's, mm-hmm. you're, it's like you're being re-traumatized all the time. It's sort of a weird memory that we have that remains in our body. And as such, it's cut off from our more conscious processes, even our emotional processes sometimes. It's so deeply bodily-based. And what EMDR and other trauma therapies allow you to do is to access it so it becomes part of a whole of who you are. So integrate. It, it I,
1: I didn't do EMDR, but that's what it is. It is a part of the whole of who I am. Yeah.
0: And, and, and as such- I'm not can, scared of it. Well, and as such, you can use your- mature healthy parts of yourself to regulate and talk to those other parts and be a, as opposed to be walled off from it. Right. And so you start to become an integrated whole. Literally the wiring of your brain changes. You That's wire right. into that part of the
3: brain.
1: You know what I have noticed and I'm not I'm not bragging but I had this weird business offer last week and I And I didn't even have that junky response, like, oh, I could do this. And then all the corrective shit, like, no, you couldn't, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have it. I was like, oh, I would never, I wouldn't want to be involved in something like that. Yeah, that's good. That's amazing. Isn't
3: that, right? Right.
2: Peace, you, out, peace out,
1: baby. <laughs> out. With that, we will say
0: goodbye, Max. Such a privilege, always. Love you guys I, yeah, we so love much. You too. So I, I'm just so happy for you and just see you looking so great. We
1: didn't even mention she won the sober person of the year award the other day. Really? And I, I was there. I got
2: to give the p- prayer. You did. It was the experience, yeah, yeah. strength, and
1: hope award. He and was I, amazing. I did the opening prayer. Like I, I don't know how, what kind of prayer it was. It was mostly like, let's get it together, people.
0: Three of us are going to finish up here. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Oh